that's weird. Yeah. Well, and I like I was gonna say the same thing. I I overuse ellipses. I love ellipses. Rhyme or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day, and welcome to My Bad Poetry, a podcast where we take a deep dive into my dabbling with poetry between 2004 and 2008 when I was in high school. Each week we hear a selection read aloud for what may be the first time, and we will examine it for its historical, philosophical, and literary qualities, always asking, why in the world did I write this? I'm Aaron, and I'm dragging my dear friend Dave with me on this journey into my old private journal. Dave, I feel like I have corrupted you, and you are now writing your, your own poetry. Well, you know, I feel like poetry is a way to express myself. Um, and when I realized that the barrier to entry for poetry was as low as what you put into your journal, I realized I could do it too, and much, much better than you, so. I agree. <laughs> I, I'm eager to hear this, this new one. Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. So this poem, uh, I, I haven't quite settled on the title, but I think it will be called Afoot. Never has there been a podcast so great. Only the best poetry do we rate. People listen for our sparkling conversation. Everyone loves our perspication. Let's get into the greatest show created. I'm going to have my poetry appetite sated. Enjoy our sonorous, loquacious discussion. Suspicious. Dot, dot, dot. Okay, so I'm trying to read into this because mm -hmm. you said it's afoot. And yes. we made that joke when I had an acrostic. Yes. And so I got from that, nope, lies. Yep, correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So is your is your acrostic uh, undermining your gloating? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm talking about how much I enjoy th this uh, this podcast and this poetry. Uh, but the acrostic itself is nope. Lies. Hmm. Well, I like it, Dave. That was clever. Right? I, I thought that one was fun. Well, moving on from Dave's much better poem. You're welcome. We will now hear the poem uh, that I have to bring um, to the table, which is from December 5th, 2005. Comes in a group of three. It's the first oh of gosh. three poems. <laughs> Obviously, I liked to write a lot in one sitting. Space out your creativity, man. I, uh, I wish I did. Maybe they wouldn't be so repetitive in nature. <laughs> this poem is titled, Why? Why must all life be a race? Greed and power corrupt an innocent heart. Why must I be denied all that I love? Hearts can only be broken so many times. Why must time be slipping by to everyone that needs it the most? Why must all my dreams be shattered? I ask why. Do you know? <sighs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> Yeah, so Dave, uh, first impressions. Oh, first impressions. Uh, huh. I 
I am regretting the fact that I have called multiple of your poems poems. Because uh, this one, there are definitely some words in it. So you're saying that this poem is so bad you retroactively want to remove the title poem to my previous works. Yes, that is correct. Okay, uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I'm not going to ask why about that. <laughs> <laughs> so my first impression of this, uh, honestly, when prepping for this one, I just rolled my eyes. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I get more cringe and embarrassment from this one than some of the other previous ones. And um, maybe it's just we've we've hit this theme so many times already it's becoming unbearable but this seems like it's it's not even trying as hard as my other ones it's just again just directly stating the question right in your face i think that is exactly it that some of your other ones there are some redeeming qualities in the questions that you're asking or the way that you ask them and this one feels like you bought a book of cliches and then you tossed them into a blender and just poured them onto a piece of paper. Yeah. And I say that with love and anger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know the cliches are, are um, everywhere. Corruption of an innocent heart. Um, hearts can only be broken so many times. Yeah. Uh, da -da -da, time keeps on slipping. So yes! <laughs> Thank you! 100% is it. That's exactly where my mind went. That is totally where my mind went. And... Um, who sings that that's um um i am fairly certain the only reason i know that song is because it was on the space jam soundtrack oh so yeah that line reminds me of fly like an eagle and i think fly like an eagle was a ups song and a ups commercial ah uh, if... i don't know it by the steve miller band oh i know it by seal oh yeah Seal did a cover of it and it was released in 1996 on what album? Space Jam. There you go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had that cassette because, you know, I'm old. Well, either way, time keeps on slipping by, Dave. Fair enough. And it only happens to everyone who needs it most? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get that. No. Why must all my dreams be shattered? Wow, I'm just... Mm. no yeah so a, a theme that i see here which we've talked about um in uh two poems from eleven thirty oh five, or was that regret either way um <laughs> the the aggrieved entitlement oh, that is yeah. going on in this poem that line why must i be denied all that i love is just glaringly bad <laughs> yeah that is the definition of like male cis white hetero privilege. <laughs> yeah, it just screams. Uh, what would be the term for like? But I want it. Whining. Yeah. Well, yeah. that too. <laughs> right. Uh, I believe the phrase is "my two-year-old son." Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Want is different than a need. Is a phrase that we have uh, said many a time in this household over the last <sighs> week or two. Yeah. Yeah. Funny how two-year-olds can't get that. And apparently 15-year-olds, too. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I have met a lot of adults who also don't understand that as a concept. And there are plenty of times when I need that to be, like, hammered into my brain a little bit, too. 
Yeah. Why must you be denied all that you love, Dave? Oh, for good reason. <laughs> also, why is there no question mark at the end of that line? Okay, so um, this is an interesting thing. In the original handwritten poem, uh, I didn't include a question mark until the line, do you know? I actually like that a lot. Okay, what? I I actually do. I kind of like that a lot. You you best explain yourself here, Dave. <laughs> well, it this is going to sound really mean, and the reason it's going to sound really mean is because it is really mean. Um, but that would give something of interest to this poem. Cuz then you're playing with the form in a way that is intentional or I can imagine you're playing with the form in a way that is intentional. Sure. Rather than just like a list of questions. It makes these questions more declarative. Mm. So like rather than being uh rather than being a cliche, it's a statement of cliche as a question that you are declaring as a truth. I I don't think I followed you there. Um to be fair, I'm pretty sure 90% of what I said in that last sentence is garbage. But it makes sense in my brain. Well, okay. We'll see if someone can uh, figure out that riddle. Dear listeners, tell me why I'm wrong, please. Okay, so what might be going on in this poem? Uh, I tried to look back on this day like I've done in the past because the, the archaeology of this journal, I wish I knew what these events are. Because um, looking at the next two poems on, that happened on this day, clearly something happened over the weekend. Okay. Because this is a Monday. Oh, so that's what it is. This is a, a Garfield kind of situation. Yeah, I had that other string of poems on a Monday before too. So I don't know, maybe that huh. was just my uh, strike of, um, not genius, my uh, <laughs> uh, strike of something um, yeah. happened on Monday nights. So yeah, so December 5th, 2005, I couldn't find anything anything outside of this journal that would tell me what was going on. Um, I assume it's about the same relationship that I have been pining over for the last sure. month or so. But I do remember, so my sister at her college had a lessons and carols um, kind of Christmas adventy um, church concert service thing. Mm. And uh, I remember I had thought, wouldn't it be the most romantic thing to invite the girl that I liked to come with me and my family to my sister's college choir concert? Oh wow! Yeah, um, you start. You, you're already hearing the, the problem here. Ah, buddy. So the lessons and carols uh, actually did take place on the second. Okay. of this year so this would have been coming off of what i probably saw as a failed attempt at, at uh, winning back someone by not getting them to that concert which would have just entirely changed their mind had they sat in the pews with me and my family experiencing uh christmas at Wittenberg. uh so dear listeners aaron and i record this over zoom and I am doing my best because I know that he can see my face. And I am like trying to hide the pain of like the the social anxiety that I currently feel for Aaron for something that happened like 20 years ago. 
Yeah, I wow. know. Honestly, this is probably the first time I've admitted that um, out loud to anyone. That's impressive. I don't remember how far I got in my planning. I think I did actually invite them. Okay. And they were unable to make it. Okay. I don't understand why not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do too. That, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been um, so awkward. Yeah. Wow. I mean, granted, I still think choir concerts are amazing to go to, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe not the best. <laughs> oh, I, I like, I feel a pain. There's Aaron, there's a grief that can't be spoken. There's a pain goes on and on. Aaron in the pews. Now his girlfriend that never was is gone. That was great. No, I was I was giving you space. That worked. That, was, that worked. Yeah. I was I was leaving some dead air for for the standing ovations that would occur. <sighs> yes, of course. When people heard that, um, yeah. <laughs> you might have to add that in post. It, it reminds me a lot of uh, our shared love of pop punk. Mm -hmm. In that, like, you know, they're they're writing these songs that sound so like aggressive, and there's all of this. I can't believe this terrible thing is happening to me. And most of the time in those songs, the terrible thing that's happening to them is a week-long relationship has fallen apart. Or, yeah. like, they messed something up, and now they're suffering the consequences of their own actions. And it's like, ah, I still love the songs, but wow, there's a lot of entitlement there, a lot of privilege there. Yeah, um, a song that has stuck out to me, um, as it's it's gotten a resurgence on, on one of the radio stations I listen to, is um, Vertical Horizon everything you want uh-uh oh really he no. is everything you want oh he yeah is everything yeah, yeah. the the last verse of that um i remember like clicked with me i, I just was like yeah. this this gets it but it's, it's that entire idea of like i am everything you want i am everything you need i am everything inside of you that you wish you could be i say all the right things at exactly the right time and i mean nothing to you and i don't know why no. that's the last verse it takes it, it makes it it puts it from he to i and i thought that that was such a genius move in the song because you like you get them listening and you get them nodding along and then you're like no it's me it's me all along <laughs> <laughs> look 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 over here this guy this hey, guy hey if only you listen to this song if only you come to this choir concert if only <laughs> why won't this all click for you <laughs> i ask why i ask why oh But yeah, I think um, you're, you're totally right. Those types of songs ask that all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to, to talk about in this poem is we started this, this podcast back with my 14-year-old self writing truth. Mm -hmm. And the ending of this one sounds eerily familiar to truth. I know truth, do you? Yes, exactly. It's yep. that it's it's reaching out to the reader, but this one seems almost entirely opposite. Right. In which truth was was um a very confident 14-year-old declaring that they know truth. Right. Why one year later is a very confused 15-year-old begging for truth. Hmm. And um I find that fascinating. Right. I think you could pair these two uh, those two together. Uh, and kind of compare contrast where where the disconnect is 
between being so assured of something but so unsure of something else. So I found a I found a fun I was trying to figure out if there is any way we could label this poem as like a a type of poem and I found okay. an interesting term there's there's a have you ever heard of a palinode? Is that like a palindrome but like with nodules? No. No. Oh okay. Not. Then okay. no. No I haven't. So a palinode is like a recant a recanting of a previous poem in a poem. Oh. So this feels a bit like a, a palinode to truth. Hmm. It's not a direct one. I'm not saying I right. don't know the truth anymore. I never did. <laughs> but I'm one step from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought if, if we're going to try and be <laughs> somewhat of a poetry podcast, <laughs> that's, that's the poetry term for the day, a palinode. <laughs> I like it, a palinode. Yeah. I kind of see it more as... In theological terms, we have this concept of a working theology, kind of knowing that we can't actually settle on answers. Uh, we can more so settle on directions to answers. Um, so I like I like the palinode angle of it. And I think that another way you can look at it is kind of that working theology or working philosophy of life. So rather than ask why, we ask the question on everyone's mind good or garbage, Dave? When reading through this poem, I notice little hints of inspiration. Not for poetry, uh, not for introspection, not for epistemology, not for uh, meaning, uh, but for garbage. Uh, because what I'm seeing here is the third to last line. Why must all my dreams be shattered? And I think that this poem is like a mirror that was very poorly hung on a wall and has now fallen and is in thousands and thousands of pieces. Mm -hmm. Irredeemable. Irredeemable. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I th that's that's where I'm at. A shattered mirror. Um, yeah. A misrepresentation of the reality when you look into it. Poetry is meant to be a mirror to society, a way for us to understand ourselves through reinterpretation. And this is just a, a big old broken mirror. Well, we will end our time as we do every week now. Yeah, as, as we yeah. do every week with our words of a true poet. Uh, this poem coming to us from Christina Rossetti. It is a poem titled The Thread of Life. And this is a selection from the first stanza. The irresponsive silence of the land, the irresponsive sounding of the sea, speak both one message of one sense to me. Aloof, aloof, we stand aloof, so stand. Thou art, thou too, aloof, bound with the flawless band. Of inner solitude we bind not thee, but who from thy self-chain shall set thee free? What heart shall touch thy heart, what hand thy hand? And I am sometimes proud and sometimes meek, and sometimes I remember days of old, when fellowship seemed not so far to seek, and all the world and I seemed much less cold, and at the rainbow's foot lay surely gold, and hope felt strong and life itself not weak. This has been My Bad Poetry. Now go write some of your own bad poetry. Yeah, we should do a, po uh, a podcast someday where we could actually like look at real words. Ha, 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 ha.
that'll be like our reverse episodes like when you're too busy to prepare for your terrible poetry then i can find a good poem and we can talk about like the love poem of jf proofrock or uh the hamlet let's do let's do like the hamlet second soliloquy rather than the fourth soliloquy that everybody knows you know all that good stuff yeah <laughs> Rhyme free, Rhyme free does matter. Does matter.